You're listening to What's Work Got to Do With It, your go-to resource on all things workplace safety, health, and well-being. This podcast series invites you into the conversation as we discuss how our workplace conditions like work hours, occupational stress, job safety, and other issues affect our lives at work and at home. We go into the science behind it all and talk about what we can do to reduce work-related risk and promote well-being. Thanks for joining us. This podcast is a production of the Oregon Institute of Occupation Health Sciences and Oregon Healthy Workforce Center and is produced by myself, Helen Shuckers, Nicole Guilfoy, Sam Greenspan, and Anjali Ramesh Babu. On today's episode of What's Work Got to Do With It, we highlight our 2021 Summer Intern Program at the Oregon Institute of Occupational Health Sciences and Oregon Healthy Workforce Center. Each summer, undergraduate interns work with faculty mentors in basic and applied research over a three-month paid summer internship designed to introduce them to biomedical and occupational health research. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, we had to make the tough decision to cancel our summer intern program last summer in 2020, so we're excited to be able to host our summer intern program for 2021 and offer undergraduate students opportunities to work on research projects virtually this year. We spoke with each of our 2021 summer interns as they share their experiences working alongside institute researchers and how this experience will inform their future careers in research, clinical health, and public health. Today, we learn about the different research projects from each of these five interns, and they also have presented these projects during their virtual poster presentation that took place near the end of their internship period. Today, we have joining us Renee Kozlowski, the relationship between time sitting and musculoskeletal pain in the workplace, Keo Shi, on sex differences and acquisition of delay discounting tasks in rats, Megan Jones, the effects of sedentary behavior on sleep duration and sleep efficiency in healthy adults. Lauren Lee, on the impacts of consecutive number of days on or off shift on firefighters' heart rate and heart rate variability during nocturnal sleep. And Annika Bannister, on the Centella Asiatica to treat anxiety-like behaviors and sleep disturbances in aged mice. Thank you so much, Renee, for joining us today. So you'll be talking a little bit about the research area that you've been focusing on, which is the relationship between time sitting and musculoskeletal pain in the workplace. Let's start by telling our podcast listeners a little bit about yourself, um, what school you currently go to, um, what you're majoring in, as well as any future career goals that you have. Yeah, so I'm a rising junior at Tulane University in New Orleans. And I'm studying public health and Spanish, and I'm currently on the pre-medical track. Let's dive right into your uh, research project here at the Oregon Institute of Occupational Health Sciences. Well, actually, before we go into that, how did you hear about our summer intern program? Yeah, so as I was finishing my sophomore year of undergrad, I knew that it was time to start looking for a summer internship that could potentially prepare me for a career in healthcare. I remember being interested in the sciences ever since I was young. And I think growing up in Portland with this interest in mind really led me to admire OHSU and just about anyone I met that worked there. It was always some kind of end goal for me, and I knew that someday I wanted to work there. So ultimately, that was the first place I looked. Naturally, I got super excited when I came across the page on their website filled with the different internship opportunities for undergrad students. But this intern program definitely stood out to me because I could tell that the Institute really cared for their interns and made sure that they had ample opportunities to learn and be involved in what they were interested in. 
having the opportunity to conduct my own research project also stood out to me because that's not something a lot of undergraduate students have the opportunity to do. That's really great to hear experience and also really cool that, you know, you kind of tied the loop with dreaming of working and coming to OHSU way back when and now being here now and kind of experiencing that and essentially getting your feet wet in, in different areas of research and honing in on maybe where your interest area lies within um, healthcare. So um, that brings me to my next question is, I'm, I'm really interested in hearing more about the research that you've been doing here. Um, you've been working with Dr. Brad Whitley. So um, tell us a little bit about what drew you into the lab that you're working in. So with Dr. Whitley and um, in the type of research project that you're currently working on or, you know, kind of finishing up and wrapping up as you go through your internship. So I was especially excited to work in the Whitfley lab since Brad is a professor at the OHSU PSU School of Public Health. So I knew his research would be public health oriented. I love my major and I could talk about why I love my major all day. So I was excited to work with professionals like Brad and Sarah who had the same passion for public health as me. It's definitely been super inspiring. I mainly worked on two projects during the duration of my internship. Brad's primary research objective over the past five years has been conducting the active workplace study, which is a randomized controlled trial targeting sedentary behavior in call center employees. To quickly summarize, three call centers were randomly assigned as a control or intervention group. There were supposed to be four, but the fourth got disrupted due to COVID. So ultimately, after they were randomized, there were two intervention groups and one control. The control condition and intervention work sites both received pedal stand active workstations, but the intervention work sites also completed additional activities to promote physical activity. So that was the difference between the two. Measurements were done at baseline and at six months post intervention, including a survey, a physical assessment, physiological markers of health, and physical activity accelerometry. The measurements demonstrated that the intervention was successful, which is great. And so now those additional activities that the intervention group participated in are being packaged together as a toolkit for other workplaces to use. So I had the opportunity to help with dissemination of the active workplace toolkit. It should be up and running in the next coming months. So I'm super excited for it to be released and work sites to use it and read the edits that I actually made. So that's super exciting. While working on the Active Workplace Toolkit, I also had the opportunity to look over the actual data from the Active Workplace Study. I noticed that there was not a significant decrease in musculoskeletal pain prevalence between the intervention and control groups but there was a significant decrease for both groups combined, and I wanted to figure out why this occurred. I knew that there were a number of variables that could have mediated this change, but after looking through literature and reading again and again and again that sedentary bouts have been found to increase the risk of musculoskeletal pain, I decided to investigate this further. Ultimately, we ran a mediation analysis between the presence of the study, musculoskeletal pain prevalence, and percent time spent in sedentary bouts throughout the workday. And our main hypothesis was that the change in percent time spent in sedentary bouts mediates decreases in musculoskeletal pain. The results actually showed that the relationship between the presence of the study and change in musculoskeletal pain prevalence was not mediated by percent time spent in sedentary bouts. However, there's still a strong relationship between the active workplace study and musculoskeletal pain prevalence 
meaning that there could still be a potential mediator. So I'd be interested to see what it ultimately is. I'm super glad that we decided to run a mediation analysis because this isn't something I would usually learn in an intro to biostats course. So I love learning about how all the analyses are connected and now I'm able to confidently describe how a mediation analysis works. So that's pretty cool. Awesome. Thanks so much for sharing that. That was really insightful and definitely very applicable to now that we're working from home and have to essentially remain active um, with the workstations that we have, whether that be SANDES or taking a break from work and the prevalence of musculoskeletal pain in these populations is, you know, a public health um, area of concern because I feel like a lot of people don't tie in occupational health with public health, but they are very much interconnected and impact um, us as workers and as human beings because we spend so much time at work. So um, naturally that public health component is integrated um, in, in the work that we do. And that leads me to the last question. The big question is, what have you enjoyed the most about your summer internship and what advice would you give to future interns? Yeah, so I think my favorite part about the summer internship was having the opportunity to use what I've learned in my classes in real life scenarios. Like in my public health courses, we often talk about different social determinants of health. And over the summer, I had the opportunity to dive into how one's occupation is a social determinant of health, which isn't something that we necessarily talk about a lot specifically in my classes. I was also able to use the information I learned in my biostats course and my epidemiology course to better understand the active workplace study and while working on my research project. I also just truly appreciate how excited the Institute was to have us this summer. Each professional I met was so kind and asked me questions about myself and just made me feel so welcomed. We were all invited to numerous meetings and clubs outside of our own labs and I joined just about everything I could and they definitely did their best to keep us connected even with our internship being virtual this summer. I think the biggest piece of advice that I can give to future interns is to not be afraid to ask questions. I'll admit it, it was a bit nerve wracking the first few weeks, but in reality, your mentor would not have opted into this program if they didn't want to help you. They're just as excited as you are and maybe even a little nervous too. They all really just want to make sure that you can get the most out of your experience. That's so great to hear, Renee, that you had a wonderful experience here at the Institute in your internship. And I totally agree on addressing social determinants of health, you know, where we live and how we interact, um, you know, where we um, where we have access to health care and education. All these different factors really um, stem towards areas of our safety, health and well-being at work. And thank you so much for sharing your internship experience with us. I'm sure. Dr. Brad Whitley was really grateful for having you in his lab this summer, and um, I'm excited to see kind of where your public health career goes from here. Thanks so much, Renee. Of course. Thanks, Helen. So thank you, K.O., for joining us today and um, taking time out of your day to interview with us on your internship experience at the Institute. And so your research at the Institute has focused on sex differences in acquisition of delayed discounting tasks in rats. So I'm definitely interested to learn more about that. But to start off with our um, interview today, I just wanted to um, find out a little bit about yourself. Um, what school do you currently go to, what you're majoring in, and any career goals you have? Uh, thank you for having me here. Um, I'm really excited to be here. And I'd love to tell you 
about my experience at the internship and what I'm all about here. A little bit about myself. I go to Stony Brook University, which is in Long Island, New York, and I'm majoring in biology with a specialization in neuroscience, which partly kind of drew me to this internship experience. And in regards to my future career goals, uh, I'm looking to enter an MD program. This summer, I'm currently applying. And so fingers crossed for all of that stuff. But essentially, the future goal is to be a practicing physician and hopefully something to do with primary care or psychiatry. It's all very general right now as I'm still applying to med school. Got to get in first before I start worrying too far into the future. But yeah. It's so um, interesting to hear everybody's different paths and like where they see their themselves going. But it's always that question. It's like, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Sometimes it changes, right? Um, as we go along and get more experiences and you know, at the Institute, uh, with this internship, I hope broadens the scope of also other career trajectories you can take if you do um, go, you know, clinical, but sometimes there's like clinical research as well. So it's interesting to see um, the different paths that you can take. Uh, I wanted to first start by asking, how did you hear about our summer internship program? Um, it was actually really interesting. I actually applied two years ago. Um, this was, and I actually got uh, interviews into my current lab two years ago. And this was during the whole pandemic run where it got canceled in the months right before it started. And so I just applied again, uh, went through the whole system again and got really lucky to reconnect with the faculty advisor that I interviewed with two years ago and got really fortunate there. Um, the very beginning part was essentially I just did a simple internet search, was looking into research that pertained to what I was doing at my home university. And I found a lot of labs at the occupational health sciences that really matched a lot of my interests. So that, well, as soon as I thought, saw this program online, went through the extensive list of faculty advisors available for me, I was like, I have to apply to this. So um, honestly, internet, a little word of mouth, got really fortunate uh, to be able to come in this year. And yeah. No, I'm really happy that you reapplied again, because I know it was <laughs> definitely not in anybody's plan to cancel the internship last year. And I know a lot of the researchers were um, pretty sad that that had to happen. And um, we're happy that, you know, you reconsidered us and wanted to <laughs> reapply and come back and it's also great to hear as a, um, a science communicator or somebody with communications um, and marketing background that you found us via search engine <laughs> online as well. So I know our search engine optimization is really working. And uh, the next question is, tell us about what drew you to the lab that you're working in and, um, and the type of research that you've been working on this summer for your summer intern project. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think I'll, initially I was very attracted that it was related to neuroscience and had a couple overlaps with what I did back at my university. Um, but the biggest thing too was that it also offered a different aspect to research that I ne didn't necessarily experience at my home university. So I'm part of the Mitchell lab under Dr. Suzanne Mitchell and a lot of their work right now that they're having me do involves delayed discounting, which looks into rat behavior. Uh, and eventually we're supposed to you know, relate that to human behavior, but right now the project I'm working on involves rats and 
in delay discounting, this basic delay discounting basically addresses the choices that you have to make that involve reward, right? And so reward in regards that reward changes, right? Depending on the reward, you would most likely want a large amount of reward versus a small amount. Now, um, another factor that affects reward is the time that you receive it. So if you receive a reward later, you much much prefer to pre receive it earlier. And so when we mix the factors of amount that adjusts and delay to your receipt of that reward that adjusts, things start to get a little interesting where you have questions like, would you rather prefer to receive $50 now or $100 50 days later? And so we're looking at these types of decisions in humans and now in rats, we're rats, we're, we have food motivators or food reinforcers. And so we adjust these kind of amounts and adjust these kind of delays to these rewards to see what are what decisions are these rats making. And we're looking at genetic components, we're looking at behavior components and trying to look at these measures of behavior to kind of see how is delay discounting formed, how is delay discounting caused, and looking into mechanisms behind that. Thanks so much for sharing that, K.O. Uh, Dr. Mitchell's research is always interesting. We have in previous podcast episodes talking about delay discounting, and I think it's so important to kind of focus on animal models and how they translate into more human-based research because especially in an occupational health context, right? Um, the decisions that we make at work could essentially impact how we make our decisions that could cause keeping us safe and healthy in the workplace and even all the way down to our own individual behavior, um, decision, behavioral decisions that we make, like what we eat and how, how we reward ourselves and things like that. So it's always interesting to hear Dr. Mitchell's research. So I appreciate you um, kind of sharing more about what delay discounting is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of interesting research ongoing in regards to the public health workspace and whatnot, including cell phone use while driving, uh, while that not may, may or may not be as related to reward and whatnot. Uh, there's a lot of research into probability discounting or risk discounting. I don't think risk discounting is actually a thing. But in regards to probability, a lot of it, even current times with the vaccine, uh, taking the vaccine, there's a lot of ongoing research on that in regards to probability, risk, and what kind of information you have available to you at the time. And after coming three months into the lab place with Dr. Mitchell, doing a lot of talking, a lot of discussion, which really informed me a lot, I'm a big fan of delay discounting now and looking into that field and it's honestly opened my eyes. Yeah, I feel like that's something you'll just have ingrained in your head and that you think about all the time and the decisions that you make on a day-to-day -day basis now through your life. So yeah, for really sure. Really neat. So what have you enjoyed the most about your summer internship? And most importantly, what kind of advice can you give to future interns who are interested in applying? My favorite part of the internship that I found that I liked a lot was essentially not necessarily the journal club meetings. Uh, a lot of it was the data analysis that tied in, that ended up tying in with the journal clubs and the articles I was reading with Dr. Mitchell. Uh, I think I got really fortunate with Dr. Mitchell and she spends a lot of time talking to me, making sure that I'm understanding the research and getting a lot of time to just simply talk to her and discuss. I think discussion was a big part of the lab experience that I was a part of. And I'm really thankful for that. As I went into the nitty gritty, went into the data analysis, went into the stats, I think it was really eye-opening just to be able to see how the little dots connect and 
I'm slowly starting to form a small foundation into this area of research. And it really makes me excited to think about other areas of research as well. Really, I wasn't that interested in research, honestly, before I entered this internship. I was obviously interested, but I'm starting to realize how the little blocks start adding together. And I have a little mini foundation now. I think it's all always really insightful to hear that um, just your internship in general has given you a sense of, I guess, I would like to say confidence in terms of like how you talk about science and health and things like that. And like you had mentioned, Dr. Mitchell had really liked to um, focus on discussion. And I think being able to talk about the research and the science makes it feel not only more real, but um, you're able to kind of translate it a lot easier to somebody like in the lay audience form where like an everyday person might not necessarily know <laughs> what delay discounting is, but putting it in that context and being able to just talk about it out loud can certainly make science uh, more digestible if you <laughs> want to um, say it that way. But thank you so much, uh, Ko, for taking time today to talk with us and tell me more about your internship. I really appreciate your time and I, I wish you the best in uh, all of your future uh, endeavors. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So our next intern we have joining us today is Megan Jones. Thank you, Megan, for chatting with us. You'll be speaking a, a bit more about uh, your research area during your institute experience, the effects of sedentary behavior on sleep duration and sleep efficiency in healthy adults. So let's start by telling our podcast listeners a little bit about yourself and uh, what school do you go to, what you're majoring in, and um, just future career goals. Thank you for having me today. I am a rising senior at Oregon State University. I'm majoring in biochem and molecular biology with a minor in chemistry. Um, as for future career goals, I would like to go into clinical research. And as for how to get there, um, not totally sure. Kind of going to explore experiences after undergrad and then go into either med school or grad school. Yeah, it's always good to kind of take some time to explore different avenues of career trajectories and different areas of research, right? Because there's so many, yeah. you know, I'm sure before you came here, maybe occupational health research wasn't on your radar. I know it wasn't on mine before I applied to, to work here at the Institute four years ago. So how did you hear about um, our summer internship program? I'm always curious on how people find us. Yeah. So again, I was just kind of interested in clinical research as a whole, but wasn't really sure where I wanted to specialize in, what kind of things I wanted to focus on. Um, and in the past at Oregon State, I work in a molecular biology lab, which is so small scale. So unlike um, any kind of occupational health lab, so I wanted to give myself a little bit of experience in a clinical research lab. So I was just kind of looking around at internships in the area that might give me the opportunity. Um, and I stumbled upon this internship when I was looking through OHSU um, because I know they have so many options. And so I thought it'd be a good entryway into clinical research for me you do get really hands-on experience from beginning to end of, of you know, answering a research question and, and kind of digging into the analysis and um, being able to present those ideas and those results in a poster presentation for an intern to experience and kind of ran with it. And now you're here and just wanted to talk more about um, your research as a whole here um, during your time um, at the Institute. Tell us a little bit more about your research project. Yeah, so um, the project I'm working on is in Dr. Sosar's lab. So it's a sleep study, and it's looking at the relationship between physical activity um, or lack thereof and the quality of sleep a person gets at night. 
So there have been links in the past that show that looking at the amount of physical activity and how that is correlating to the quality of sleep you're having, but there hasn't actually been a study that's been looking at the actual causal relationship. So if one is directly affecting another. So this is a really interesting study because we're able to go in and do an intervention. Um, so we have a five-week study where the first week we count physical activity based on step count throughout the day. Participants for a week do their normal activity level, walk the normal amount. And then for two weeks after, they reduce their step count by half and essentially their physical activity by half. And then we look at all the data to see how it's actually affecting their sleep. That's really interesting. And I always feel like when I hear about these research studies, I'm like, I need to enroll in this study to <laughs> help identify the relationships of my physical activity time and how well I sleep rest in the evenings as well. So um, it's definitely applicable to not only you know, the home life, but work life too, because oftentimes when we're in these kind of more sedentary occupations, um, we don't get a lot of physical activity time. So it's, it's good to ask these questions of um, how does this impact our health. I'm, I'm glad that Dr. Thosar is focusing not only on the physical activity part, but also the sedentary part, because that's just as important uh, to understand. And so what have you enjoyed the most about your summer internship? And I would say, what would be the one advice that you would give to future interns um, looking to uh, come to the Institute? Yeah, so as for what I've enjoyed the most, I think it is really just seeing how a clinical research lab functions. Um, so yeah, again, I haven't worked in a lab like this, so it's been really, really interesting to see all the things I had never even thought that go into a research study. Um, so yeah, in the past I've done, all my studies have been involved with mice, so we don't have to get consent for them. We don't have to walk them through all these things and do phone calls with them and see how um, they're functioning. And so it's really interesting to see how the study was planned, um, because obviously you can't control how every little thing about the human's life, because these are human subjects, um, and you're not also trying to control them because realistically, if we're applying this later, not everyone is living the exact same life. So it's really interesting to see how all the aspects that go into the study to see, to make it work and to make it work effectively. And then as for future advice for other interns, I think it's make the most out of everything that you have the option for. Um, so obviously this year was kind of different because we had the remote internship. Um, which no one was really expecting and a lot of people haven't had the opportunity to do or the experience to do uh, both on my side and on the side of Dr. Thosar and the other administrators who are trying to make it work the best for their summer students. And going into it, I was a little bit hesitant because I was worried I'm not going to be able to be in the lab. I'm not going to be able to do the hands-on stuff I want to do. I'm not going to get a good feeling for what this lab is like, but it really turned out that it was great and it was I got to experience a whole new thing that I normally wouldn't have been able to. Um, so I think just make the most of every opportunity you have, even if there is something, obviously no internship is going to be perfect. So whenever there is something that is a little bit challenging, make the most out of it and see how you can benefit you the most. Oh, that's really great advice, Megan. Thanks so much. And yeah, a common thing that I theme that I've heard throughout um, my interviews with the interns today is like getting that clinical hands-on based experience and um, it sounds like you certainly got that from your internship experience and be open and just know, even no job, no internship is ever going to be perfect, but um, there are going to be aspects that you give or take and make the most, most out of it, especially in the time of COVID and 
um, even as a person who works from home now, it's like we have to <laughs> go through all these uh, different little nuances that we're not used to meeting virtually and never meeting your team members, you know, in person. But but knowing that we all have one common goal in this research institute is trying to improve the safety, health, and well-being of, of people and the community and workplaces. So that's so great to hear. Thanks so much for sharing uh, a bit about yourself and your internship experience. And um, I wish you all uh, the best for um, the future. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lauren, for joining us today. Uh, you've been uh, interning in Dr. Nicole Bowles' lab, and your research area kind of has been focusing on the impact of consecutive number of days on or off shift on firefighters' heart rate and heart rate variability during nocturnal sleep. I always like to start off by asking each intern uh, um, just to find out a little bit more about yourself. So what school did you go to, and what are you currently majoring in? And just tell us more about your future career goals. We'd love to learn more. Yeah, I'm currently, I'm going to be a senior at Oregon State University this fall, and I'm majoring in public health on the health promotion and health behavior track. I'm also pre-med, so hoping to go to medical school at some point, um, and I'm thinking about getting my master's in public health, too. That's great to hear. There's a lot of people that I meet who go through MD, MPH programs, and I feel like it's applicable to for people who want to go more clinical, but also have the research component in their career tract as well. So that's great to hear. I always like to learn about how you heard about our internship program because there's so many different ways that people can learn about our institute as a whole. And I know OHSU is a very large place. So I'm curious to, to just hear more about how you heard about our summer internship program. Yeah, absolutely. So a professor of mine actually recommended this internship and told me I should look into it. Um, in my major in public health, Oregon State requires students to do an internship to get their degree. And so I was looking for internships over the summer and OHSU was one of on my list. So I was just looking through online and I, my professor recommended this. So ended up with this internship. Yeah. I also thought it would be a great opportunity just for me to gain more experience in research and then also maybe gain a better understanding of just like the whole research process. And then maybe if I'm interested in doing it in the future. It's always um, wonderful when people are referred to us that, um, you know, our research is known in the community. It's a testament to just the work that our researchers are doing here. I also love that you said that you just want to make sure that research is an area that you want to go into. So I think it's important to put ourselves in a place of a career path where we're like, okay, can I see myself doing this? Can I see myself living my day-to-day -day life as a researcher? So give yourself those opportunities during year of your uh, undergrad years. Tell us about what drew you to the lab and faculty with working with Dr. Nicole Bowles and the type of research project that you've been working on here during this summer. So as you mentioned, I'm working with Dr. Bowles and um, her research associate, Shelby, and I'm working on her firefighter study for the summer. Her study is looking to better understand the connection between firefighters' work schedule and sleep and then cardiovascular health. And then my specific project was examining the effects of the number of consecutive days on or off shift in firefighters on the cardiac autonomic modulation. And then 
um, just in general, as a public health major, I'm really interested in how to keep populations healthy. And so that's one of the reasons why I thought Dr. Bowles' work is so interesting, because it just has such real life effects um, on a specific population. We actually most recently recorded a podcast episode with uh, Shelby, as well as um, a representative from the firefighters union here in Portland who were a part of that study. So it's um, neat to see it come full circle and, and, and to hear that, um, that you get to be able to apply what you've learned in public health, improve population health and, and seeing that. Cause not oftentimes in research, you see it being translated into the real world. So it's always really impactful to be able to tie that in um, whenever you're contextually learning from a textbook, right? But seeing it actually applied um, in your internship experience. Uh, so I wanted to end this interview with you on what you've enjoyed most about your summer internship. And if there's any advice that you can share for future interns, we'd love to hear what you have for them. My favorite part, there's a lot. Um, I would probably say just how much I've learned um, getting to be a part of the process of research and like starting with hypothesis and then ending in a presentation and a poster. It's been great. I'm working with Dr. Bowles and Shelby. They've been incredibly supportive and helpful through my whole process. My advice would be just try to take all the opportunities that are offered to you because um, there's so many different ones you get to be a part of in the internship. Like I went to some behavioral journal clubs and that was really great. Um, and so just take advantage of all those opportunities that you're given this during the summer, and then just try to absorb all of the different uh, learning opportunities you have. Yeah, there certainly is a lot to take in. And I always like to say it's like, be a sponge, you know, soak it all in and learn all you can, because there are a lot of opportunities. And also just meetings with the labs, being able to um, openly have discussions with different researchers. And there's a lot of crossover and synergy with researchers here at the Institute, both a clinical, uh, like basic and applied research. So, and, and that's what I really appreciate about Dr. Nicole Bowles' lab as well, is it has the basic um, science component, but also has the applied science. So the translational science component as well. So yeah, I, I um, enjoyed learning more about you and your experience here at the uh, Institute. And I hope it sounds like you um, have a really um, great future ahead and I wish you all the best. And I'm um, thankful that you had time to share with us more on your internship experience. Thanks so much, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you, Annika, for joining us today. Um, so you've been interning in uh, Dr. Miranda Lim's lab, and she is an affiliated uh, faculty member here at the Institute and at the uh, Portland uh, VA as well. And so we just wanted to start by telling our podcast listeners a bit about yourself, uh, what school do you go to, what you're majoring in, and some future career goals you have. Like you said, my name is Annika. Um, I use they or she pronouns, and I am currently a rising senior in art at Reed College. And this is my first research experience outside of the collegiate environment. I'm really excited. What are you uh, currently majoring in at Reed College? I'm an art student. Oh, very interesting. It's always great because I oftentimes we do have some interns that come in with 
different um, backgrounds, right? And me, me as well. Like I came into the healthcare, like public health world with a communications and marketing background. So it's great to see other creatives because I feel like research is a naturally created like, career path. So I wanted to uh, learn more about how you heard about our summer intern program. It's always interesting to hear if you were referred or if you found us online or how you found us in um, this experience. Well, it started last fall. I took my first class in animal behavior and cognition with a really wonderful professor. And I love my major. I love being an art student. I love writing and poetry, but I had so much fun in this class. And afterwards, my professor reached out and asked if I wanted to keep working as a research assistant in his own lab. And after a few months of that, I kind of got to a place where I thought to myself, I'm going to be really sad if I don't have the chance to keep doing research, to keep being immersed in science. And I reached out to him again. And apparently my professor, Tim Hackenberg, has had a, a handful of students go through this internship and have a really good experience. So he told me to apply and just see what happened. And I never thought I would get it, but here I am. And it's been really exciting. That's a really great story. And there's different skill sets that people can bring, um, not only on the like, being detail oriented, but creative, but also like bringing a different perspective, right? In science, it, it's a very dynamic field in that there's, when you answer these different research questions, there's always um, kind of a, a very kind of creative way of presenting research. And it's a little dance, I like to call it. So I'd love to learn more about what you've been working on in the LIM lab and what, what project and research focus area uh, that you've focused on during your time here at the Institute. Dr. Lim is looking at Centella Asiatica as a potential um, treatment for sleep disturbances, which is really exciting. It's been shown to have neuroprotective properties and it's been used as a traditional medicine for thousands of years. Um, and I've been looking at the effect of Centella Asiatica on sleep characteristics in both young and aged mice because it could be a potential treatment for elderly populations experiencing cognitive decline, experiencing sleep disturbances. And um, as my own research, I've been specifically looking at the relationship between that sleep treatment and between anxiety-like behaviors in the mice. Earlier, we heard another intern also doing research on mice, and it's so important to like build the foundation of having animal models uh, before that's translated into human research. So we know the, the dose response and theoretically how that could be translated more into the real world, right? How impact or be impacted physiologically based on these different interventions and treatments. So that's really neat. I've never heard about this before, so I'm definitely going to have to talk to um, Miranda more about this area of research sometime and maybe bring her on to the podcast. So thanks for sparking that. <laughs> Uh, interest and I'm sure you've had a great internship experience and you know these internships can be tough and they're definitely rigorous and um, but I also want to know like what have you enjoyed the most about your summer internship experience and what advice would you give to future interns looking for an internship here not just at OHSU the institute and also in occupational health research I think I was a pretty unorthodox applicant and I've had a really different experience and I assume that a lot of the other interns going to this program have had, but I, the most enjoyable parts of this internship always comes down to like the actual science, like getting to read the papers, getting to look at how the data all comes together in the end and feel like you're really contributing to something. And that's why I was so interested in this internship in the first place, because I love animal behavior and cognition, but thinking about how animal research can have an effect pretty directly on like human health and well-being 
was really fascinating. I think the most valuable thing that I've learned beyond all of the science and all of the knowledge was how being able to like log into this internship every day and be wrong about something and learn something and having to like feel frustrated and still be able to think like this is exciting and I want to do this and just learning how to do that has been really really valuable to me and really hard. I guess for future interns I would want to encourage them especially for interns who or for students who come from different backgrounds or from marginalized identities that science can be hard and scary but still really rewarding. Yeah and it's certainly why many of these researchers get into the field of work that we do. Um, a lot of the research questions that we pose and the hypotheses that we make are not always going to go down the path that we want it to be, but that's what makes science great, is that you can answer these different questions and, and know the relationships between these different outcomes that come about it and we're able to um, get so much out of it and I hope you learn a lot and thank you so much for sharing your experience with us and um, I hope that you know your future um, career paths with art and science and health comes together in a way that uh, you're looking to find for in the future. Thank you. I'd like to say thank you to all of our 2021 summer interns again for taking time out of their day to chat with us on their experiences as a summer intern here at the Institute. We did really enjoy learning about each of their research areas and to share their wealth of knowledge that they learned during the summer. I will make additional resources available in our show notes um, that point to our summer intern program webpage, as well as a previous episode we recorded on our podcast interviewing um, other summer interns as well. And also each year applications open in December for students uh, to apply for the upcoming summer. We would also love to hear from you. If you're enjoying our podcast, please consider leaving us a great review. Community feedback like yours and support is important to us and this effort only takes a few minutes. Do you want new podcast episodes sent directly to your email or podcast feed? Subscribe to this podcast, What's Work Got to Do With It, wherever you find your podcasts. And to stay updated on our current research, resource, news, and community events from the Institute and the Center, find us on the Oregon in the Workplace blog or connect with us on our social media channels at facebook.com slash Twitter at OHSU Health, or on our LinkedIn page by searching Oregon Institute of Occupational Health Sciences. And I will definitely link all of those in the show notes below so you can find us easily. In addition, we also have a workplace safety, health, and well-being resource website. It's called Your Work Path. So visit www.yourworkpath.com to access total worker health tools and toolkits to help promote safety, health, and well-being practices and policies in your organization. We offer monthly drop-in sessions where you can learn more about our resources, as well as you can sign up for one-on-one -on -one meetings to help you gain access and answer questions on any of your resources that your organization is interested in. Thank you so much for joining us today on What's Work Got To Do With It. We will catch you next time.